The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Happy Friday. Welcome into Payoff Pitch. We are Action Network's MLB betting podcast. Brendan Glasheen joined by BJ Cunningham and Anthony DeBundo on this Friday. We are presented by BetMGM. So all lines and totals and money lines, whatever we bring up on the show. Odds are presented by BetMGM. We're here Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the season. We were off Tuesday because of the holiday. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, I got a few thoughts here. I'm going to give you three. Number one is housekeeping. Then we'll go to the bets. All-Star Game is next week, and we'll have you covered with a special Best Bets episode for the game and the Home Run Derby from the Payoff Pitch crew. However, it'll be over on the Action Network podcast, not Payoff Pitch. So if you already subscribe to the Action Network podcast, great, not a problem. If you don't, please do. That's where we'll be next week. Broader audience, all-star break, yada, yada. Don't take, I don't want to take you too far behind the curtain. So instead of looking for payoff pitch on Monday, July 10th, we'll be over on the Action Network podcast feed. We will not have anything on the payoff pitch feed Monday. So please, again, go subscribe uh, for all-star coverage and best bets. And also just other content uh, available in the award-winning Action Network app for all-star game coverage. So, And then we'll be back to a regularly scheduled payoff pitch at the end of next week. That's number one. I'm already starting to forget what my other thoughts were. Um, Number two, we'll just leave it at two, BJ and Anthony, as I ramble here to open the program. Number two, what a busy week in baseball that could just get buried sort of in a holiday week. Corbin Carroll got hurt this week. NL Rookie of the Year front runner. That's I'm not going in any particular order. The Angels. Holy cow, what a mess. Mike Trout, six to eight weeks. Otani and Rendon both leave the game. That's not great if the Angels thought about dealing Otani at the deadline. Because when Trout got hurt, I thought, well, there goes that. But now if Otani's hurt, can you really deal him? Aaron Judge, career-threatening injury. That's not great. And then to bring it to today, the slate, 
Alec Manoa is back on the mound after a couple of triple or uh, minor league stints. We'll see if he got his crap together. And then there's Carlos Rodon, who makes his Yankees debut tonight. After signing a lucrative contract, he makes three appearances in the uh, minor leagues. My third thought was going to be Angels related. It just brought me back a year ago now when the live Angels win total under was uh, coming to fruition. My lone pick on the program last year. And it was right around this time when Mike Trout got hurt. It's kind of weird and kind of eerie. So enough from me. Let's hear from our analysts. Hi, BJ. Hi, Anthony. Best bets. We'll go to Debundo first. Well, first, before we get into best bets, let's yeah, uh, let's please. Kind of, I know I threw a lot at you just, there, so you just drop bombs on us, and now we need to respond. Uh, I don't get a lot of airtime on the show, so I had you know I wanted to come in hot, you know. And indeed, uh, Otani, uh, the Angels are not concerned. Uh, it's a blister. He probably won't pitch in the All Star game. He'll probably be fine after. It's not a serious injury, uh, but it was concerning to see the velocity down that much. But you know, if he's dealing with a blister, that hurts. And that makes you, you know, uh, throw less hard. So uh, not too worried about Otani Rendon, uh, you know, losing him from the lineup still, still was getting on base. He wasn't hitting for much power and, and, you know, wasn't adding a ton of value, but yeah, the loss of trout certainly hurts. They have outfield depth, Adele, Moniac, Ward, Renfro, but I mean, Mike Trout's 30% better than league average with the bat this year. And he's one of the best hitters in the league. So uh, I I don't think they can withstand that injury. Uh, I don't think they're going to trade Otani, but it certainly opens the possibility. The problem with trading Otani at this point, who is trading for Shohei Otani as a rental? If you start going through the teams, there's not really a team. Like the Yankees could, but the judge situation kind of makes that hard. Uh, the Dodgers, uh, they're pitching injuries. Uh, you know, do they want to go all in if they think they can sign him in the fall for free? I don't um, think so. Uh, you know, the Mets are out of it in some ways. So you know, who's you know who should buying? go get him? I'll give you a team. Mm-hmm. And BJ, block your ears. Tampa Bay should go get him. <laughs> they, why not? Go for it, right? Like, go mm-hmm. give up a couple of prospects. You churn out prospects. They pop out prospects so consistently. Why not yeah. go all in and just say, all right, let's bring in Otani and go and go win the title? That's just my thought. That's why a decent not? point. I don't think they'd do it. Uh, but, you know, so. given his salary, too, they'd have to eat. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it it would be interesting. I would love to see it personally. I, I would be rooting for it. Uh, Texas could also do something of that nature. They don't really have the farm necessarily, yeah. but yeah, I mean, but you're talking a lot of smaller markets, and there's not right. like the big boys are not making the big moves. I don't think this deadline. So it's hard to see Otani getting traded, even though I think it's a possibility now. Uh, the Corbin Carroll stuff really sucks because it's the same shoulder that he injured a couple years ago and needed to get labrum surgery on. Uh, he tweaked it a couple weeks ago, came back, and then seemed to have injured it worse last night. We have not heard any reports yet. There are no markets up for National League Rookie of the Year. Right. Obviously, L.A. De La Cruz becomes the favorite, but there are some other names that get thrown into the mix, uh, including one pitcher who's starting today uh, in Andrew Abbott. So it will be fascinating. As for my best bet, let's get to the action Friday. Yeah, uh, I like please. Minnesota Twins, minus 155 at BetMGM against the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Baltimore had a bit of a laugher against Severino. Got to take some batting practice on uh, Thursday night. Uh, we'll face a much more difficult and deceptive pitcher tonight in Bailey Ober, uh, going up against Cole Irvin. Now, the projection systems have Irvin for a, an ERA over five, and I agree with them. 
they the bat, for example, puts Irvin just over a five, 5.1 uh, ERA. I think that's about in line with what I'd expect from Irvin. If you look at his underlying metrics, uh, he doesn't really miss enough bats. He has command issues at times. Uh, and he gives up a ton of barrels, which is something that the Twins uh, offense has been very successful with all season. Even though they do strike out a lot, they do get the barrel to the ball and hit for a lot of power. They also get a little bit of an advantage. They get the rest day and they get the uh, you know the travel advantage being at home with Baltimore having come from New York overnight, which does matter at the margins a little bit. And then you know this Bailey Ober situation. Uh, Ober this season, and we we pretty much have a decent sample on him now over the course of about. Uh, 200 major league innings, which is over a season's worth of a sample, striking out almost a batter per inning, excellent command numbers, a very deceptive fastball that plays better than its stuff plus that that uh, the models tr- struggle to pick up on because he's so deceptive with it. Yep. And uh, he's done a really nice job so far in his career. 3-4-4 ERA, 3-7-6 FIP. Now the projection systems don't love him as much. They have him closer to uh, you know like 4-4, 4-3 ERA. I actually think he's better than that. I think he's more than a run better uh, and closer to about a four ERA than Irvin. So given the uh, home field and the, the bullpen rest advantage and the uh, pitching advantage, I like the twins and I'm willing to lay a little bit of juice on it uh, tonight. Excellent. Now they have a game and a half lead in the division. Like the last couple of payoff pitch episodes, we've been heavy twins at the top of the show. Um, BJ, if you have any thoughts on what I rambled about, you are welcome to weigh in. No, I agree with Anthony. Like the, I don't see a team going and, giving up their entire, basically their farm system for Shohei Itani, because that's what it's going to take, right? Like it's going to take a massive, massive haul to get him. And then if you're trading for him, like you have to have the inkling that you're going to be able to sign him in the off season. So for a lot of the teams, like Anthony mentioned, like the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers, why wouldn't you just wait six months and then just get him uh, for free rather than giving up your entire farm system? Uh, yeah, the Corbin Carroll thing sucks. I mean, it's probably Ellie De La Cruz is probably going to be a pretty heavy favorite, would be my guess going forward. Um, but my best bet is going to be the Rangers and Nationals over five and a half runs for the first five innings. Cody Bradford is going to be on the mound for Texas tonight. It's his fifth major league start. And when he's been a starter, things haven't gone very well. He's pitched three innings of relief and he's given up no runs, but he's pitched 18 and a third innings as a starter and he's given up 12 runs. His expected ERA as a starter is above five now. And if you look at the composite of all the projection models on fan graphs, he's a four, four and a half ERA pitcher. So essentially a below average starting pitcher. He's a soft tossing lefty who basically only utilizes a fastball and a changeup. That's good news for the nationals. Cause although they're, you know, one of the worst teams in baseball, they're 10th in, in baseball and weighted on base average against lefties. They actually do hit lefties pretty well. They have a plus 12.6 run value against left-handed fastballs and changeups. So a pretty decent matchup here for the Nationals. Trevor Williams will be on the mound for Washington. He's been really bad. XERA well above five. His stuff plus is just 82. All four of his main pitches have an X-weighted on base average allowed over 350 bottom 15th percentile and expected batting average, expected slowing and barrel rate allowed. The Rangers are obviously one of the best lineups in baseball, absolutely crushed right-handed pitching 340 weighted on base average. So I think there's going to be a lot of runs early on here. I have 6.4 runs projected here for the first five innings. So like over five and a half runs and minus 105. Excellent. I mentioned off the top, the the pitchers that are returning in different ways, Rodon back from uh, missing all of last year, 
or missing, has not pitched yet this year is what I meant to say. He's making his debut tonight for the Yankees, and we'll get to Manoa in a little bit. Uh, the Yankees are a theme team for Fade the Public because the people love the Yankees, despite the fact Rodon made just three rehab starts, and that's all we have, uh, three minor league rehab starts, 71% of the bets, 96% of the money, the handle coming in on the Yankees over the Cubs. They have uh, Jamison Tyone on the mound going up against Rodon. Yankees at BetMGM are minus 175 on the money line, Cubs plus 145. What's our, and the total is set at eight at BetMGM. DeBundo, is there an angle you like? Do you like the Cubs with Rodon making his debut? How would you like to attack this game? The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Yes, yeah, took some over eight, uh, minus 115 at BetMGM. I uh, would not play eight and a half, but do like the eight there. I think it's a little bit low. Favorable hitting weather tonight in the Bronx, which is always nice. Uh, and I'm a little concerned. I mean, Tyone has not been able to get lefties out all season. And it's been a problem for his uh, his line. His strikeouts have kind of disappeared. He did have a good outing in terms of strikeouts against the Guardians on Sunday, but a lot of those were looking strikes uh, against a very patient Guardians lineup that wasn't swinging. He has not uh, been able to get lefties out, like I said, all year. And the splits are the worst of his career. Uh, and he has been tweaking with the pitch mix to try to do a better job of it. But I'm just not sure it's really going to be particularly effective uh, this season against left-handed pitching. 1.049 OPS allowed against righties, 679. Uh, and so, given that short porch in right field, given that the Yankees, uh, you know, are right-handed more so than left-handed, they can stack a few lefties into that lineup uh, and really cause problems, especially from a power perspective. Uh, the, the you know the cutter just hasn't been getting in enough and hasn't been good enough. Um, from Tyone, even though he's tried to up the usage. So uh, I have my concerns about him. And Rodon did look impressive in yeah. the uh, in the minor leagues. You know, 17 strikeouts, 10 innings, sub one ERA. Uh, but, uh, you know, just on a pitch count. So you could see uh, some fatigue. And that's generally what you expect to see. You know, he may look sharp for three or four innings, but the fatigue is going to be a real issue, I think, once you get to the fifth or the sixth. Uh, I'm thinking about 80 pitches today for Carlos. Also, Cubs do get put in their better offensive split. They are a top 10 offense against lefties compared to a bottom 12 offense against righties. Uh, and like I was saying with Tyone, you know, the cutter usage last season uh, was right around 11%. This year, he's up to 21. It just hasn't been that good. Uh, and, you know, he's used it a lot against lefties, but 600 slugging against uh, with that cutter this year. So certainly have some concerns about Jamison. Do not think he has solved his issues yet. Uh, we'll be watching him closely to see kind of how the how things change, but uh, he is not headed in the right direction at the moment. Uh, just three walks for Rodon in those appearances that DeBundo's referencing, no home runs. They have the clock in the minors too. I'm curious how he adjusts to the pitch clock. Uh, granted, it's it's different because it's major league talent, major league hitters at the plate, right? Um, so, okay, very good. So you're on the over. In the Yankees only scored one run last night. They got smoked by Baltimore. We've been highlighting their issues uh, offensively without Aaron Judge, career threatening with the big toe. Who, if you missed it, Judge was that's what I mean. As I said, it, this all kind of got buried around a holiday. So some folks might come back to baseball this weekend and go, wait, wait what what happened? Uh, no, you know, Otani left a game, Trout's out six to eight weeks. Judge is talking about career threatening injuries. Um, to, uh, to Bundo. BJ, your thoughts on this game? The people like the Yankees, despite the fact it's Rodon's debut. 
Yeah. And I mean, smirking? like, what are you smirking about? Me? I, I mean, like, I'm just, you know, I'm smirking because you just, uh, you're very emphatic this morning and I like it a lot. Um, yeah. You got to bring, you know, it's a finished kind of Friday, you know? Did you see Kyle Bradish last night? Pretty good. I mean, it's, it, you know, Anthony, it's really nice when you get to hit against one, pitch against one of the worst lineups in baseball, you know, him and Dean Kramer. Gosh. That's a conversation Kramer. for another day. Um, no, I, I'm passing on this one. I have the Yankees projected at minus 178. So, you know, the best price you can find in the Yankees out there is minus 166. Like Anthony said, Rodon will be on a pitch count. You know, we were talking before the show and Anthony was like, yeah, Tyone sucks. And I was, and I, I was like, I hadn't looked at his numbers in a while. And I was like, uh, does he suck? Because I knew earlier in the season he was, you know, due for a little bit of positive regression. But it's gotten worse and worse and worse and all the things that Anthony laid out are very true. So for me, I am passing on this game. Um, I still don't trust the Yankees lineup, even if it is against a horrible pitcher like Tayon. Um, so I just, I'm going to have to pass. All right. Very good. That makes more sense by the way, because I caught the back end of their conversation off air. And I thought Bundo was talking about Rodon. I'm like, well, that's kind of, that's a pretty bold take, but he <laughs> the other guy that makes a lot more sense. Um, no, he okay. is pretty good. I mean, he, he runs into an occasional home run problem. I am interested to see uh, what Rodon looks like in a much more friendly park for offense, uh, you know, getting to pitch in San Francisco uh, as good as he is with the strikeouts that really helps to suppress homers. Uh, you are not going to get that kind of relief in Yankee stadium. Uh, and that would be the one concern that I have with him is can he do enough to limit the homers? You know, like last season uh, 0.61 homers per nine dead and ball. Remember that was, uh, you know, dead and ball and playing half your game to San Francisco, uh, the projection systems have him for 1.1 homers per nine uh, and, and obviously still a very good pitcher, but uh, you know, could he run into more of a problem than maybe we think uh, if he's pitching in Yankee stadium, every, every other start. Baseball betting season is here. So get in on the action with the king of sports books, sign up with BetMGM using bonus code action and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, one 800 522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Let's touch on underdogs for this 15-game slate. Where's my dog? Uh-huh, where's my dog?
DeBundo, good pitching matchup. Your Phillies send Zach Wheeler to the mound. In Miami, Sandy Alcantara is on the mound for Miami. And you do like Sandy, who this, I mean, we said this last year, Sandy is a home dog. We'd be like, what? We kidding? But as we know, he has not been his exact self, but you do like the fish tonight. Yes. uh, You know, the baseball betting market can be a bit of a pendulum sometimes. And, you know, you could have bought, you were buying Sandy at the absolute peak, peak, peak. Uh, at the beginning of the season after the Cy Young. Really, it was probably August of last year uh, when the market finally caught up to Sandy. And, you know, we had this show every five days and we would come on and say, Sandy this, Sandy that, Sandy that. There got to a point where he became Sandy Day, as we called it. Yeah, every five days, Marwin's at five and the the line would move 30 cents toward Miami every every time. Uh, Well, that has kind of ended now. Uh, And it's actually the opposite, where you're actually, I think, getting Sandy at a discount. And this was true. You know, he pitched against the, the Red Sox a couple weeks ago and the, the market took a bunch of Boston money against Whitlock. And I really didn't understand it. Uh, you know, and then he pitches against Atlanta and he had a, a struggles with homers in that game. But overall, like the stuff looked as good as it's ever looked against the Braves uh, and the underlying metrics for Alcantara don't look that much worse than past years. They really don't. Uh, this this Phillies lineup is very free swinging. Uh, and they will uh, chase bad pitches. That's one of their, their their weaknesses. And I think that actually plays into Sandy's hands. I think he's going to be able to generate a lot of ground balls tonight. I know the Phillies tagged him for uh, nine runs in their last outing, uh, which was back in April. And the Phillies have seen plenty of Sandy over the years. But this profile, like his stuff plus, is like down a couple ticks, but not noticeably. Uh, the changeup has been the biggest difference between last year and this year for him. And that's been a problem because he hasn't been nearly as good against lefties. So, you know, maybe some reasons for regression there, but a lot of it is just that, you know, he got the big double plays when he needed them last year. Uh, and this year he really hasn't generated them at the same rate. Uh, but if you look like expected ERA is four, two, if you look at his career, uh, 4.07 in 2020, 3.47 in 2021, he has the one dominant year and then kind of goes back to being a four, two, two pitcher. I think the true value of Sandy is right around like a three, seven, three, eight. And I don't have Wheeler that much better. I think Wheeler's a marginally better, but not all that much better. Given the bullpen edge for Miami uh, with their top arms rested, Philly used everybody yesterday, uh, everybody the last two days against the Rays on the road. Uh, I think that there's some bullpen advantages built in for Miami tonight. Uh, and the lineups aren't as different as you think. Philadelphia's lineup 15th WRC plus, uh, this Miami lineup kind of going forward as a projection, even without Chisholm, is just slightly below league average. So at home, plus 110, uh, I like the Marlins here. I don't think there's enough of an advantage for Philly to be laying minus 130 on the road in this matchup. You are just a fair analyst picking against your Phillies, and I'm a fan of this. Actually, the Phillies, to, the Phillies are now down to 99 WRC+, plus, which is exactly the same as Miami this season, which I think is interesting. You would think, oh, Philly's so much better lineup. Yeah. Hasn't been the case. Yeah, they, they got to chill out. They're eight and two in their last 10. I don't like that. They got a chance. I think they're two wins away from tying the uh, record for most consecutive road wins in baseball history. Is that yeah. right? Wow. Um, I got to I, let me figure out what that actual number is, but yes. Well, tonight you're going to, you're going against that. Um, we shall call it the sand, the sand dollar spot, you know, like that sand dollar beaches, you know, summer, mm-hmm. Sandy, Alcantara, right? Okay, that's good. DeBundo picking against the Phillies. I like it. It's about time. Uh, BJ, speaking of the other pitcher we talked about at the top, yeah, Alec Manoa is back. Manoa, is he fixed? 
taking on the Tigers tonight. Tigers are a dog against Manoa. I, I don't think so. I mean, yes. I mean, everybody's going to point out the one horrific, like, start in rookie ball. He had a halfway decent start in double A. Uh, he still walked three guys in five innings, and that was his big problem, right? He had a walk per nine rate of 6.5, which is just unheard of for a major league starter who can actually stay in the league, which in turn allowed his ERA and expected ERA to go well above six. Um, what I found interesting is when I was digging into his, you know, his game log is that he faced Detroit earlier this season on April 11th before any of these problems were seemingly, you know, glaring as they are now. Sure. The Tigers, who are one of the worst lineups in baseball, tagged him for three runs and he walked five batters in four and a third innings. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, you know, maybe the Blue Jays are really are much smarter than, you know, what the public thinks. And maybe they've seen him throw a bunch of bullpens and they think, okay, like he's figured out whatever his problem is. And maybe he has, but I'm going to bet it against it here. I like the Tigers at plus 130. Alex Fady is going to be on the mound for them. It's his first start since May 30th, coming off the injured list. Huge positive regression candidate, although it's a small sample size. He had a 5.5 ERA, 3.15 expected ERA, one of the lowest walk per nine rates as well, below one actually. But his main problem was he gave up six home runs in his five starts earlier this season. But in those 26 innings, his pitching plus rating was 104, which is pretty good. So he does have a good effective slider. So given how bad Manoa is, I, I'm going to try to fade him uh, off this off this uh, minor league start uh, until he proves me otherwise. Um, so I like the Tigers at uh, plus 120. Or bet MGM. All right. Very good. Again, two appearances for Manoa at the MILB level. Uh, seven and two thirds innings, thirteen strikeouts. As you know, that ERA is inflated because of that bad rookie ball start. But uh, I should have went and watched him in New Hampshire. I'm not too far. The Fisher mm. Cats, um, but I didn't do that. So, yeah, story. If he gets called down again, maybe I can. Um, all right, very good. So Marlins Tigers are our under underdogs for Friday, July seventh. Yes, Debundo. I'm a little I'm a little shocked by this uh, Manoa being back already. Um, because oh, I, thought you, I thought you were going to say you were shocked. That yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm concerned about as well. Is like I, why is he back after just two starts? And even that, yeah, like, like even that start in Double A, it wasn't like he just pitched five innings and nobody could hit him and everything like that. Like he still struggled a little bit. Like I don't yeah, know. and I don't think there can be meaningful changes that quickly with your with your stuff. Uh, any kind of like the biggest problem for Alec Manoa besides the command pitch clock issues, which like still are going to exist. Uh, even if it's like a confidence thing and he's kind of figured that part out of it was that his slider went from elite to just mid and I, we'll look at the stuff numbers tonight. We'll see how many whiffs he gets on the slider. He was getting a lot of whiffs last year. That was his only out pitch. And that's why he was top five in Cy Young, but like that slider better be damn good tonight or else he's going to get hit again. Uh, and, and even if he only throws four to five innings, uh, I can't get there on the tigers because I have questions about Alex Fajardo coming off injury himself uh, you know, the numbers uh, in his last outing in AAA were were down from what he was in the majors. So I'm kind of just like, you know what? I'm not going to bet this game. Uh, I'll look at the numbers afterwards and see how Manoa looks and uh, watch that slider because that's everything for him. If he has that slider back, we can start to talk about him being like a good MLB starter again. If he doesn't, he's probably not. Marcelo Mayer hit the home run against him, uh, the Portland Sea Dogs. There's, there's a positive Red Sox stop for you, BJ. There you go. The, the the bloom the mm-hmm. bloom double a crew uh yep. got to him not that much though okay finally some final bets before we get out of here on this friday i'm reading from our show doc everybody it says anthony final bets anthony bj and anthony says should bet milwaukee but don't want to 
Now, what the hell am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> you know, if you had told me, first of all, if you had told me at the beginning of the season that I was going to be able to bet Corbin Burns at home against the Cincinnati Reds at minus 125, like they would have had to be Sandy Koufax on the mound for the Reds <laughs> for me to consider that. I mean, that's, I mean, okay, Hunter Green's good, but like you, you get my point. And this guy, Andrew Abbott, who I would have said who at the beginning of the season, because I, I, you know, I had heard the name, but I didn't, I couldn't tell you one thing about him, has really impressed everybody. Uh, and obviously, you know, he still has yet to allow a runner in scoring position to score. Uh, he's been pretty much only allowing home runs through, through his only runs. Uh, and he's not a as good as, you know, his, his ZRA would suggest. But the, the numbers are heading in the right direction for him with the whiffs. Now his curveball has always been dominant. It's a 60 grade curveball from Fangraphs uh, on the 20 to 80 scale, which is which is very very good. The fastball, he somehow is getting away with it. It's not a great fastball, and he kind of throws it down the middle and and befuddles hitters. But if you look at his strikeout rates right now, uh, 10.1 strikeouts per nine for a rookie is elite, and he just dominated a, a pretty good San Diego lineup, at least one that's hard to strike out in his last outing. And and that comes after dominating the Rockies prior to that. He had eight strikeouts against the Orioles. Like the strikeouts being as good as they are and the breaking balls improving. Uh, you know, it's been tighter and, and more controlled breaking balls from him. Like he's getting more movement. They're getting deeper. Uh, the Stuff Plus likes it. Th- this guy uh, could be one of those guys who the models are going to take some time to catch up to. The bat has still got him for a 480 RA. Uh, I would love to bet the under on that. But again, you know, the sample is still really small. So you're betting him essentially as a pick against Corbin Burns. I feel like we have to bet Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Corbin has been back to kind of Corbin-y levels. He had one bad start against Arizona, but other than that, like his stuff has looked better. He's got more whiffs. Milwaukee's lineup, I'm just I'm just so down on them, but it's hard not to bet the Brewers here. Uh, I, I will be thinking about this the entire day and hoping to get to the number. But yeah, Burns, seven strikeouts against the Reds, nine against Baltimore, eight against Minnesota, seven against Pittsburgh. He had the one bad start where he got jumped in Arizona in that first inning. Uh, He's been much better with the strikeouts. So uh, I think, you know, if you bet Milwaukee, you probably win more than you lose in this situation. So you're going to do it? He's going to think yeah, about stay it. Stay tuned to the Action long. Network app. It's only ten. It's only ten thirty. We're recording this. So I have to decide by the afternoon. So, that a boy, Debundo. Way to plug the app. That's very. This is an epic waffle. This is an all-time waffle for me. Yeah, that's a good tease, though. People will just be, you know, scrolling and refreshing the app. Good work by you, Milwaukee and Cincinnati at eight ten this evening. BJ, what else you got before we go? And I have a one more for the road. I I have bet Milwaukee. I bet them at minus one twenty five. Basically outlining everything Anthony said, like Corbin Burns. You know he he's down a little bit on his stuff plus from last season. Like he's still fourth in Major League Baseball. So let's not act like he's just like completely lost like Manoa is. And you know his his cutter last season was one thirty seven. It's obviously that's his main pitch. And this season it's 125. So it is down a tad bit. Um, yeah, Andrew Abbott. I I don't really know what to make of him. Again, like Anthony said, it's a very small sample size. I, I don't know whether I need to call him incredibly good or if he's just getting away with a lot of things. I'm not really so sure right now. But uh at this price, I don't think I can walk away from Burns given how good he is. So I like Milwaukee uh at minus one twenty. I also like the Rays at minus one fifteen. Like Probably one of the best series of the entire weekend. Yeah. Two best teams in baseball, the Rays and Braves going going against each other. 
Charlie Morton's a big time uh, negative regression candidate. He's got around a three five ERA. His expected ERA is Revenge about game. a run higher than that. Glasnow's been like in his seven starts, he's been bad. Like his expected ERA is well above five, but the stuff plus numbers are still there. He's still at one nineteen. Pitching plus is still one oh nine, which is significantly better than Charlie Morton and. These are the two best offenses in baseball. So the Braves no longer have this huge offensive advantage uh, over a team like, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays. So, um, so I like the Rays at minus 115. And then I like, it just came out uh, before we started recording, but the Rockies Giants over eight, anything minus 120 better or eight or over eight and a half at even money as well. Austin Gomber is going against Ross Stripling. These are two guys who are well over a six expected ERA pitchers. The Rockies are the worst lineup against lefties. So it's a good news that they're actually going to be facing a righty tonight. Um, So I think that total is far, far too low for how horrible both of these starting pitchers are. And Colorado's bullpen is also pretty bad. So I like the over in that game. All right. Excellent. Yeah. And back to Braves Rays. Braves have won nine of 10 and Tampa's lost five in a row. So Glasnow on the mound. This is the first time all year this week. What's that? The Phillies swept them. They were the first team to sweep Tampa this year. See, you got to work back, work it back to the Phillies. Uh, Apple- uh, it does suck. Uh, Yandy Diaz is out this weekend, uh, paternity leave, which is a bummer because he is the best on base guy in that lineup. Uh, bats lead off and is awesome. Uh, losing him sucks. Uh, the Braves don't ever lose. So I wish BJ the best of luck. <laughs> no, betting against the Braves is so much fun. It's like the, uh, what was the year the Dodgers won like 110 games? It was like that year. I can't remember what year that was. was you that never say. I mean, the, the, they hit like three home runs in the first. Acuna <laughs> leads off the first. Right, Zerillo brought this up on double, Monday. Yeah. Yep. A double or a single and a stolen base about 80% of the time. Yep. It'll nice. be fun. Yeah. In the words of Michael Leboff, he just, it's pain, you know, just enjoy the pain. Yeah. You guys know, you know, Leboff, soccer pod. Yeah. yeah. It could be mm-hmm. a good over game. All right. Yeah. Kind of, you know, we, we started the program with some really, you know, crappy news this week and DeBundo. Uh, gives us more crappy news for that series. Apple TV tonight, 640, Atlanta and Tampa, Morton, Glasnow. All right, gents. Thank you again for hearing me out there at the top of the show. So much, so much to unpack from earlier Mm -hmm. in the week. As I mentioned off the top, we are on the Action Network podcast on Monday, giving you best bets for the Home Run Derby, as well as the MLB All-Star Game, All-Star Break Monday, Tuesday, regularly scheduled programming of payoff pitch returns next Friday. So there you go for BJ Cunningham and Anthony DeBundo, Brendan Glasheen. Thanks for listening to payoff pitch action networks, MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. You all have a great weekend. Enjoy the break. We'll hear, hopefully have some of you tuning in next week on the action network podcast. And we will talk to you again at the end of next week when the second half begins. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.